Welcome everyone to your ongoing journey or leap into a new world of opportunity. Inside Japan podcast is a stepping stone for your next adventure. It is a show filled with informative interviews, perspectives on local life, and how you can master your path into the unknown. For today, kick back and listen to the wisdom of our host, James. James here, coming to you with episode number 93 of the Inside Japan podcast, brought to you as always by jobsinjapan.com. I hope everyone is doing well out there today for this episode. And this episode, as you've seen by the link, is about the coronavirus, the hottest topic in Japan right now. Couldn't avoid making an episode about it. I thought about not doing it, but I was like, you know what? Why run from it? Embrace it. Try to get some extra information out there. And that's what I did this week with Brian, who you can find on Twitter at My2Yen. So be sure to follow him because uh, he is someone that has some knowledge about things. So sit back, stay safe, enjoy our, this episode about the Corona virus that is taking over in Japan here and apparently the rest of the world. Enjoy. All right, guys, very special guest. This is your fourth or fifth time, something like that. One of the most visited guests on the show here, Brian, coming in hot. How you feeling? Wow, I'm honored. <laughs> For sure. You are one of the most visited guests. That means you always give bring the excellent content, which I'm sure you're going to do today as well. But uh, let's get to so. We got this. Just remind people, the losers out there that hasn't heard every minute of your previous visits, though. What are you doing in Japan? What's your job? Tell us about you a little bit. Well, first of all, they're not losers. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So I've been in Japan altogether about 12 years. I'm originally from North Carolina, and uh, I live in Fukuoka, and I'm married to a Japanese woman, have two kids, and I'm currently working in the forensic medicine department at Fukuoka University. There you go, guys. So if you want to be interested right. in anything else about that, go listen back to the other episodes. You can learn how you got into that field, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, today we're talking about a hot topic in Japan now, coronavirus. I say hot topic, it's probably not the right word, but uh, it's uh, it's all that people are talking about. It's all over the news, right? You'd agree with that, right, Brian? It's all people are talking about. Yeah, definitely. Even even my my sister in the United States is is calling and concerned. Yeah, yeah, I you know, my parents are worried about it. It's like, all right, it's, you know, I think it's not that big a deal, but that's why I brought you in here cuz you are an expert on this stuff for sure. You are the expert on coronavirus. It's, it's, he's the main expert right now in Japan, I think. Is that true? No, no that's not true at all. Um, <laughs> I am not an expert in, in uh, virology and viruses. I, I, I do have an expertise in science, but, <laughs> okay, well. but it's, it's definitely not the coronavirus. But uh, I have re- uh, read a bit about it, and um, I think I have, uh, I think I have a, a balanced – uh, view about it, so I think we'll have a good discussion about it today. Anyway, so Japan it's, uh, recently just canceled the next two weeks of school, elementary school, junior high school, high school. Uh, so, I, first, I want to ask you: Is it measure like that effective in this kind of thing? Will it do anything? I mean, what do you think about that move that Abe did uh, a few days ago? Well, my opinion is I don't know if it's effective or not, but my opinion is he did it for uh, political reasons. He did it because. He wants to basically, you know, look like he's doing something proactive. And also um, on everybody's mind right now is the Olympics coming up later this summer. So um, to 
try to prevent the spread or at least the image of preventing, you know, the spread, um, closed down the last two, uh, you know, weeks of school so that, you know, kids aren't spreading it to each other in classes and stuff like that. And, um, I mean, in terms of being effective, if, if there was a chance of one student spreading it to, um, the whole class of students, then this would certainly, you know, prevent that. So in a way, yes, it, it can, it can only be effective, but I'm not sure if this didn't happen, you know, you know, how much of a problem it would be in, to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's on Twitter now, as you, you're on Twitter, my two yen uh, on Twitter. Uh, but you see all people are foreigners doing now is like a bitching about like, Hey, that's, this isn't going to do anything, but like, what is he supposed to do? Right. What else can he do? Right. Right. That's true. I mean, if you want to be if you want to look like a proactive politician who's doing something to, you know, try and help this uh, this outbreak, then he's doing something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I was wondering, like, there's no other thing to do. Right. I mean, everyone's you know, everyone's wearing masks. They already wear a mask anyway. Now they're like now it's like you can't buy a mask anywhere. So clearly people are scared about it. But I guess I get to get the main point I want to ask you is how scared should people be of this coronavirus? Well, that's a good question. I mean, um, it's obviously uh, easier to catch and spread than other coronaviruses, like, for example, SARS. SARS was big in 2002 and 2003. SARS also is a coronavirus. Um, it's a different type of coronavirus, but um, but the uh, and it it was more fatal percentage-wise than the new coronaviruses. But it seems to me like the number of people infected is um, a lot more than um, what SARS, you know, um, was back in 2002 and 2003. So that is a concern. And ultimately, we won't really know, you know, the, the bottom line until, you know, this everything it goes through its cycle and then it ends. We won't really know in total, like, exactly how contagious it is and exactly how fatal it is until all is said and done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, but you know, you see all the people that, uh, you know, obviously there's like two sides of people that are really worried about it, freaking out, which is probably most of the Japanese people. And the other side of people is like, Hey, it's just like the flu, right? So is it comparable just to the normal flu? Well, it, it's comparable to the normal flu in that it is uh, transferred in the same way. They're both viruses. So it's person to person contact. Um, but uh, in terms of – and then people are saying that, like, for example, in the United States, the, inf the flu kills su such and such many people um, a year and stuff like that. So um, coronavirus isn't nearly as, as fatal. People are saying that. But the truth is uh, uh, the flu um, is, is, is pretty much ubiquitous. I mean, like, like – uh, the, the the spread of the flu the reason that the, the numbers are, are are so high in terms of fatalities every year is because it's ubiquitous it's all it's it's everywhere there's different strains and so um, and then the most vulnerable of society is always affected right so people who are older or people who you know are are just sick in general have lower immune systems and so um, so the coronavirus is very similar in that way. And this is just a specific strain of a virus, you know, so to it's it's kind of comparing apples and oranges. I mean, not really apples and oranges, but two different types of apples type type of thing. It's kind of hard to explain. But oh, so like you're saying, like 
flu is like a hundred different things, but coronavirus is one type of flu that's kind of specific. So of course it's not going to have as much as it, flu, right? Well, coronavirus isn't the flu, but the influenza, there are different strains of it. And and the biggest difference with, between um, the coronavirus and the flu right now is the flu has vaccinations specifically for, you know, the different types of flu. The big, the big, the big two right now are A and B, right? Influenza A, influenza B, you hear that. So um, there are vaccine vaccinations for, um, for the A and B types of, of influenza. So right now at this point in time, and they're working on it as fast as they can, but there's no vaccination for coronavirus. So that's why people are uh, more susceptible to it at this point. Interesting. Okay. So I guess from your perspective, what should, is there anything, I mean, do, how about this? I'm going to talk about the mask thing, right? Are masks effective in, in your scientific, uh, you know, scientific opinion here? Or are they effective to use? I've heard both sides, right? From, from doctors, you know? Right. So this is kind of the big thing, like, um, especially if you go on Twitter, it's funny to hear people's opinions on masks. But um, if you think about it, like, um, uh, you know, wearing a mask is, it serves a, a couple of purposes. One is to prevent you from catching the virus, and second is to prevent you from spreading it, right? So a lot, a lot of people are saying since masks are being bought up in bulk and hoarded, uh, it's, it's, it's best to save the masks for people who have the disease so that they can wear a mask and not spread it. Now, now that makes sense to me. Um, but to say that uh, if you don't have the disease, wearing a mask is is not effective, it's kind of – that's kind of false too because, I mean, if you think about it, um, if you're on a crowded train and you, you don't have the disease and you're on a crowded train and you're wearing a mask and someone who has it sneezes a few meters away from you, that mask is going to help. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just physics. Right, so to say that it's not effective is kind of – that's – that's not, but I mean, in terms of resource management, I think that it's 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 kind of safe to say that the mask should be conserved for health workers and people who have already contracted the disease. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's one of those things. The internet opinions, you know, it's like, well, masks aren't that effective, so if you use them, you're stupid. That's not really true either, right? If you use them, it's fine, but it's not like it does not a cure all, right? Right. Yeah. And 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 if I were going to like I, I wear a mask every day because um, I I travel on the train and the bus and the subway every day, and so it's a way of first of all I don't know you know maybe through my work or just through travel and stuff maybe I've got the disease and it's just not showing any symptoms or something so I, I'm doing it kind of I'm thinking of it in two different ways if I do have the disease I don't want to spread it so I'm wearing a mask and if I don't have it. And someone sneezes, you know, a few meters away from me or something. I want that protection. Yeah. Are you are you someone that like is that a three hundred sixty five days a year thing for you, or just because since this started? Oh no, just since this started. Oh, I don't okay. wear a mask all the time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So then I guess the the next question is, how long do you think this kind of cycle is going to be? Like, how long does it, I know it's probably variable, but what kind of how does a cycle of a virus work? Yeah, that's that's hard. I mean, um, all that. All of that uh, research and all those number crunchings being done now, but I mean, uh, every virus is different. Like I said, you know, just a few sec a few minutes ago, um, SARS was. It seemed like SARS was not as readily 
uh, transferred as coronavirus seems to be. And so I think the cycle, meaning the the time it takes for um, all of the you know coronavirus spreading to be controlled, might take a little bit longer than it did with SARS. You know, so yeah, it's really tough to say. I would say, uh, I mean, a lot of people are saying that uh, a lot of people. Let me let me rephrase that. <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of places are taking uh, in. They're they're being proactive in like canceling like conferences and meetings and and events and stuff like that that are going to be taking place within the next couple of months, and they're waiting to see like if something's going to be happening three months down the road or six months down the road. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, be yeah. Like I, yeah, like I've already had one seminar that I was supposed to have in Tokyo this month that was canceled, completely canceled. And then I've got um, some other conferences and stuff coming up in June, and those are kind of people are waiting and seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard the, the uh, they're they're canceling like all these kind of concerts and stuff. I saw some news thing about like Perfume had a concert in Tokyo Dome canceled, and like it's just they're canceling everything right now. It seems like, which I guess again is it should should it's better than doing nothing, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, right? Like let's say that. Perfume doesn't cancel their concert, and then uh, you know an infected person goes to the concert and infects you know a hundred more people. Then of course everyone would be like, "Oh, they should have canceled it." And then you know now that they have canceled it, people are like, "Oh, they shouldn't have canceled it." So it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, they saw like I saw the interview with someone like came from Holland to, to watch Perfume in Tokyo Dome, and then like, oh, you can't, you know, it's not going on. It's like, yeah, yeah, it just happens in life. But, uh, but yeah, interestingly, I just saw the tweet about the Surgeon General. He says, let me get the exact tweet up here. I don't know if you saw that one. The American Surgeon General said, uh, where is it? I'm going to search for it real quick, edit this out. He said, I, I retweeted it myself, so I got to find it. Um, blah, 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 edit this out. Seriously, people, stop buying masks. They are not effective in preventing general public from catching coronavirus. But if healthcare providers can't get them to care for sick patients, it puts them and our communities at risk. That's coming from the Surgeon General. But he's got yeah. a little, he's no one really likes him, right? He's a Trump guy. I don't know. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> just, like I, I'm looking at the uh, here's a uh, for those who are interested, looking more about the coronavirus. Um, the uh, World Health Organization. Uh, is a good resource. So, and they're pretty much the experts, right? So, if you go to who.int, they have all the information. They have every day. They have um, a new report that tells you where the new cases are, how many new deaths there are, and all of that information. And also has like a, a really good like um, frequently asked questions. And that's where I got the information about the masks. So. Uh, so, for example, who advises rational use of medical masks to avoid unnecessary wastage of precious resources, right, and misuse, mis- misuse of masks? So, use a mask only if you have respiratory symptoms, coughing or sneezing, have suspected COVID-19 infection with mild symptoms, or are caring for someone with coronavirus. So, that I mean, it seems like all the professionals are being very, like, you know, save the, the resources for the people who really need it type thing, which, which I mean, kind of leads into, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you're planning on asking this, but the toilet paper thing, 
Right. It's like, like, um, so for some reason, I think this is happening uh, definitely in, in Japan, but I'm not sure if it's starting to spread to other places, but there, there, uh, seems to be, and this is all anecdotal, right? This, there seems to be, uh, a, a toilet paper craze going on. People buying up toilet paper and tissue paper and masks and everything. And, um, and so, you know, uh, Twitter is going crazy with this. And then, you know, I, I even tweeted it out like, um, and then someone says, Oh, that's fake news and blah, blah, blah. And there's no toilet paper shortage. But when you're talking about anecdotal like stuff, uh, there, there may be no toilet paper shortage, but my, my wife went to four or five different stores and couldn't find toilet paper. So, Oh yeah. I, know, I went to Costco, uh, last right. week, last Friday, and there was yeah. a line at the door, people waiting for the new shipment of masks, toilet paper, and tissues. So it's real. I mean, yeah. people, I mean but my question right. is why I don't get it because like you could, it's not like there's a, it's a hurricane. It's going to last a month. You can still go shopping, right? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things, you know, it's just like, like a mob mentality. Like, you know, one person thinks, oh my gosh, you know, I, I, you know, we're, we're not going to, it's, they're thinking like walking dead, like we're not going to be able to leave our houses or something like that. So they have to just buy up, you know, everything. Like I went shopping with my wife today. We went to a grocery store and I mean, there are groceries and there's rice and everything and milk and everything, no problem. But you walk into the, you know, the, the toiletry section and it's like wiped out. It's like, what <laughs> is going on? Yeah, it's like, people think like everything's closing or something. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't, I don't, I get the masks, right? Everyone thinks, okay, everyone's buying a mask. I want to get mine first. That's okay. I get it. You can always use those in the future. But toilet paper is like, come on, you can just, you can go out shopping. It's not like they didn't, I bet didn't say don't leave your house, you know? Yeah, it is weird. I, I, I think it, it, it just start like it starts like very like innocently, like one person goes to the to you know the convenience store, the drugstore, whatever, and they you know they they see someone else picking up two or three you know things of toilet paper, and they're like, oh maybe I should do that too, and then it just escalates from there, and then someone you know takes like a a video of that and puts it up on Twitter and then everyone else thinks, Oh, well then I better go get some too. And just, it just kind of escalates like snowballs from there, you know? Yeah. It's, and it gets, yeah, it becomes news and then it like, you know, just escalates more higher and higher. Um, it's like, and did you see, um, interesting trying to change the topic too much. Did you see that, um, there was one ramen shop last week on Twitter that got in kind of uh, in hot water because they said uh, only Japanese only, which is just ridiculous and stupid. I tweeted about it. Did you see that guy, what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think there are a few places that are, are doing that. And it is ridiculous and stupid. And then again, like, um, and there's no real excuse for it, but you can uh, not to excuse the, the ramen store or any store that's done that, but if you can imagine trying to run a business and then if uh, customers come in and see a large, uh, you know, a large number of non-Japanese patrons and they, they leave because they're afraid. I mean, of course, it's ridiculous to be afraid, but they're afraid of catching coronavirus or something like that. Then, you know, a small business may take that tactic, not to say that it's fair or good or anything like that. But I'm, I'm just basically saying that I, I, Ooh, I siding with the ramen shop. Brian. I'm not siding. No, I'm not siding with the wrong shop. It's it's racist and disgusting. I'm not siding with the wrong shop, but 
that you know there's a reason that <laughs> there's a reason for that yeah it, it's it's funny like um like all these things like uh the the this outbreak that started in china has um spread mostly to china and korea right in, in terms of positive cases and deaths and so um it's having a huge impact on the uh, the the um, travel industry here in Japan because if you go to places that typically have uh, a large number of Chinese and Korean uh, tourists, uh, the numbers are way way down, and people are are people are really, I mean it's, it 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 stinks but they're saying basically oh here now's your chance to go to Dazaifu or whatever because. Because there's not a bunch of Chinese and Korean people. It's so racist, but it's like, it's not untrue. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it's kind of not important where they're from, but there's less people at touristy attractions, right? I mean, nothing right. like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's, that's a fine way to say it. Uh, so I guess what, you know, okay, in your doctor, doctoral opinion, it's not a, right, a word, but in your scientific opinion, what can we do, the layman, you know, that has now this time off, some people do, not me, but other people have time off now. What should you do to not catch a cold? Could you... Is not going out the best idea or what? You know, what should we do? Can we enjoy our two weeks off? That's what I'm asking you. Uh, I, I think, um, all right, first of all, if you want zero chance of catching it, you know, you, you can stay in your house. That's probably, it's kind of like uh, you're not going to get a sexually transmitted disease or get anyone pregnant if you just don't have sex. It's kind of the same type of, of, of thinking. But if you just take some common sense, you know, precautions, like, for example, wash your hands really well. Uh, with soap and water, you know, whenever you uh, touch anything, when you come back in from being out or anything like that, uh, do your best not to uh, touch your face. Like if you're if you're out and you're touching door handles and different things, try not touching your face after that, because if the if the virus gets on your your hands and then you touch your face, that's how you're going to get infected. And um, just you know, if if you see you know, someone like with a coughing hack and, and and sneezing all over the place, just, you know, maybe try to move away from them if you can uh, without being too, like, uh, overly uh, rude about it. But um, there was a story about a, a person who uh, who pressed the, um, the stop button on a – this was in Fukuoka, actually. They pressed the stop button on a subway because someone was coughing without a mask on. Oh wow! <laughs> That's a true story. That was on that was on the Nanakuma line. Yeah. I wonder if there's any repercussions for that for that person. You know what I mean? Because like yeah, yeah. They, well, what kind of the demographic? I'm sure matters too. Is it an old lady that's kind of just like worried or what? You know. Well, it's it's weird because um, at first when I heard that, that's all I heard, right? So I was like, oh my god, that's so ridiculous. Why would you press the stop button just over that? But after I read the story in Japanese, um, apparently. There was someone coughing. He wasn't wearing a mask. So another passenger kind of confronted them and was like, hey, why are you, you know, you know, why aren't you wearing a mask? Come on. And then they kind of just started getting to a little bit of a conflict. And then someone else pressed the stop button because there was a conflict on the train, you know, and it just so happened the conflict was over the person not wearing a mask. So it was, you know, you know, it was a little bit. So so basically the Twitter headline was, you know person presses stop button on train because someone wasn't wearing a mask but it was a little bit more to the story than that but 
So they have Brian siding with ramen shop owner and alarm button <laughs> alarm button presser here. Cool. Okay, we got we see your side. Uh, so how about for you? I want to ask you, someone like you, like because you have two kids. I know they're in public schools right now. It's mm-hmm. okay to talk about. How do you handle? Because I know your wife works too. So how does that? How does that? Because Abe doesn't really say how do you guys just deal. You do, your kids don't have school now. Deal with it. How does that? How do you handle that in your family? What's going to happen for the next two weeks when your kids don't have school? Are they going to stay home or what? Well, luckily my kids are a little bit older, so it's it's okay for them to to stay by themselves. My son is going to be 15 this year. My daughter's going to be 12, so we don't have to really worry about it. Also, um, my my wife her contract with her job ended in December, so she's at home now. And so yeah, so but of course she <laughs> she's like you know she's annoyed that she has to prepare lunch you know for them every day for that whole month, but. Um, but yeah, so but for for um, people who you know both um, the mom and dad work and also they have small kids that can't stay alone, it, it is a really big issue and a big problem. And hopefully, um, workplaces will be understanding of that and will allow you know the caregivers to you know, take the time off that they need or make you know the um, you know appropriate. Um, precautions and stuff for that and i think i think probably they will like um i don't know that anyone is going to be like refuse time off or you know that kind of thing but you know it it is it is a big issue and i think um you can't really the the hard thing is you can't really say um listen, Abe, you can't just shut schools down because that's going to affect, you know, uh, you know, the working mothers and stuff like that, because, um, you know, he's trying to protect, you know, as many people as he can. So, or at least that's the image that he's trying to portray. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's one of those double-edged sword situations again. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you can't. Yeah, you can't just not do it because people have to deal with it. Because you know you're supposed to help as many people as you can, like he is. You know, but I don't know. It's just tough. I wonder, like, they, I, you know, that's the thing. That's what I'm worried about. It's like, okay, you could take off, but like, you got to take your vacation time off. You know what I mean? That's what a lot of people I can imagine doing, right? It's like, yeah, you get off, right. but there goes your vacation days. You know, so it's like, uh, that's not great either. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, some seems- some people will have to take their 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 paid vacations, their NQs. Yeah, they'd have to take that. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, hopefully, you know, employers will be understanding, and um, you know, everyone's going to be affected by this. So, the the weird thing is, like, my university, they've been pretty quiet about it. Like, they haven't really. There hasn't been any memos or anything, or so we're all kind of like, okay. Uh, you know, oh, and and here's this weird thing. So, for those of you who don't know, um, uh, the end of uh, the end of March is the end of the school year. So, uh, basically, the end of March will begin uh, spring break, and then classes will resume in April. But um, and so uh, there are a lot of like um, graduation ceremonies and this kind of thing that happen, and a lot of those are being either canceled or like for example my my daughter uh she'll be graduating from elementary school this year uh they have made it only the teachers and the students so no parents or grandparents or anything are allowed to attend which is weird but um yeah so they're taking those kind of precautions i mean they're just trying to limit the number of people that are gathered 
in one area you know that's that's the whole point of that you know so yeah 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 you can't that's, i mean you can't blame for trying that's the that's the main thing is trying to make it better for everybody uh so olympics here though any it's a long time out but in your uh, you know i keep saying it opinion is there a chance that the olympics gets canceled it seems crazy but it could happen right i mean there's always a chance i mean it does seem crazy and i think i would think it would have to be get very very uh, the numbers would just have to be incredible and undeniable, and um, and then uh, there would be there would have to be like no choice. But here's the thing. Here's the interesting thing. Uh, Japan is not the, who makes that decision. It's going to be the Olympic Committee. Okay. So yeah. So um, so if the if the numbers get too uh, you know undeniably like okay this is this is a pandemic and we can't take a chance, then the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, will put the, the kibosh on the Olympics. And then the thing, the, the, the really unfortunate thing is Japan is just going to, all the money they've spent for preparations for the Olympics is just going to be like down the drain. So Yeah, can you imagine that? Like part of me wants to see that just because, you know, it'll be crazy. And <laughs> like, yeah. what's going to happen? But you yeah. hope, in the end, really hope that doesn't happen. That's unfortunate, man. That'd be crazy. So... So here's a uh, here's something that um, I don't know if you've been looking at my Twitter, but um, so here's something that that is kind of personal um, anecdote about this whole thing. Um, so uh, my colleague, one of my colleagues, um, he uh, last Wednesday, uh, last Wednesday or something, he's like, okay, um, I'm going to take uh, tomorrow off, and then Thursday morning we get um, a text from him, and he has a fever. So this is this was it's it's weird because I had like a twenty minute conversation with him on Wednesday evening, and then the next morning he he uh, he texts all of us and says I have a fever, and he's like I'm <laughs> he's like I'm going to um, you know see if it gets better and then if not I'll go uh, get tested. So uh, Friday morning uh, the the fever uh, was was there, and then Saturday morning a fever. So three straight mornings waking up with a fever and so he he calls and makes an appointment to go to the local clinic or whatever to get tested so he goes and gets tested influenza is negative and he has uh um he has elevated inflammation but uh, he doesn't have pneumonia and they said that they would not test him for coronavirus because he doesn't have pneumonia full-blown pneumonia so he was like, well, listen, you know, you know, all the people that I've been in contact with for the past, you know, week or so, you know, are kind of depending. They're, they're waiting to see if they have to worry about, you know, being in contact with coronavirus. So can we can we do the test? And they they refuse to do the test. So he kind of has to just kind of wait until he develops severe enough symptoms in order to warrant a test, which I think is ridiculous. And so I tweeted this out. It's like, um, you know, a colleague has a fever for three straight days, goes to get tested. They won't test him because he doesn't have football pneumonia. And then my last thing is just WTF, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, so a bunch of people are like retweeting that and like saying like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is why the numbers in Japan aren't as high as they probably should be. And then um, a couple of people were like, oh, well, you know, there's they want to save the tests for, you know, 
you know, the real situation. One guy was like, oh, you know, if you don't have enough of the virus in you, um, the test is going to come back negative anyway. I was like, what? <laughs> are, you, <laughs> are you, come on, uh, PCR, that's the whole purpose of PCR, you know, but, um, but um, I just think it's funny, like, like uh, most people are, have, have been kind of supportive in that they can't believe that situation or whatever. But there are still people who are just like, oh, you know, they just want to save the test. I'm like, they want to save the tests for like, you know, for who? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, I'm not saying like just go out and test, uh, you know, normal, healthy people that are walking on the street. But he had a three straight days of fever and he's had, he'd been having a cough. I mean, who else are you holding these tests up for? You know what I mean? Yeah, that seems that seems pretty crazy. I mean, why? I don't, so the, the it's I'm looking on your Twitter tweet right now. So it seems like the the kits are kind of they're running low. Of this testing kit thing. Yeah. Okay. 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 I just want to make sure about that point. Okay. So that's well, that's pretty crazy. I mean, it's like that doesn't seem like a good way to stop it from spreading, right? Yeah. No. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure about that specific health clinic that he went to. Whether their their kits are running low or whatever. I mean, basically, there is. Since January, people, uh, different companies have been working on these different kits and ways of testing. But basically, what you do for for um, for this this type of, of virus is you do a DNA test, and that that will tell you. So you you take a swab of um, the nasal region or the the back of the throat, or if you can even like cough up some. Um, sputum or whatever, and then and then test that, and then you you take it through this process called PCR, which is polymerase chain reaction, which basically increases the number of of uh, the DNA fold by you know however many exponentially, and then you and then you use a, a sequencer to test the DNA, and then you compare it to you know um, to reference samples. So that's how you do it. So it's not as if um, this technology is, um, you know, incredibly rare or anything like that. This it just, you know, you you, you don't. I, I wouldn't use it willy nilly, but you would. But if if someone has three straight days of a fever and a cough and you know respiratory depression or whatever, then yes, I mean, who else? You know, what? I, I just don't know. Understand the criteria like that that the clinic was using. But anyway. People obviously have different opinions about that. It's kind of funny. It's like, yeah, it, 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 it seems it seems like you want to test more than that. But you know. it's kind of like the toilet paper thing, right? Like, oh, my wife went to four stores and couldn't find toilet paper, and then you tweet that out, and people go, "There's no toilet paper shortage. That's fake news." It's like, yeah, I know. It's okay, like Twitter, yeah. you know, yeah. what are we supposed to do? But okay, <laughs> but all right. Well, that's a coronavirus talk. What do we learn today? Wash your hands. Well. Wash your hands. Um, don't be too scared. You know, it's not going to kill you probably, right? And it shows, and the numbers of people dying are all old, like, right? I mean, that's what I was, so everyone's like, you know, I've, I've seen both sides of it. You should be worried. You should not be worried. And people that say you should not be worried, like, everyone that's dying is over 80 or something or whatever, like, so it's not like killing people, healthy people before, you know, healthy people catching coronavirus doesn't mean they die at all, right? Right now, right? Well, no, I mean, like, um, the, the numbers, and I, and I was just looking at the, the, the WHO website, the numbers are about eighty percent of the people that that um, contract the disease have um, very mild symptoms and and recover. But and then um, but the, the the thing that people uh, kind of underestimate 
is um, yes, people that that die of a virus, they don't die of the virus, so to speak. It, it it's basically it um, it affects your respiratory system so that you um, can easily develop like pneumonia, and then and then that's kind of what will will um, cause cause death. So people who have um, compromised immune systems, people who are sickly or, you know, the very elderly, um, those are the people that are, are the most at risk. And those are the people that are uh, dying uh, from coronavirus. But you have to, I think there was, I think there was a Japanese case of a person who was like 50 who died. And so that's not old at all. But um, the, the, the problem is they went so long without seeking treatment because they just thought, you know, they had a cold or whatever. So that is another thing that, um, that you kind of have to be, you have, you have to have a good balance, right? Like, so if you have the sniffles and a cough, you don't panic and, you know, you know, run to the hospital immediately and, and say, I've got coronavirus and just yell it in the, in the halls. You don't want to create a panic, but just be smart. Like if you have, like, for example, my colleague who's 50, um, he waited three days and he had a fever all three days and he's been having a cough. And so that to him was like, okay, this is, you know, and then he called ahead and he's like, I'd like to come in and get tested. So, I mean, basically you take, you know, the, the normal, you know, you know, steps that you would take if you, if you have a, a, a cold and a cough and a fever and it's not going away and you, and then, you know, after a while, you know, don't wait two weeks, but also, you know, uh, you know, when the first sniffle comes, don't go running to the hospital. That's that's going to help nobody. Mm-hmm. There you go, guys. So there's our final final recommendation for Brian here. Don't be stupid. <laughs> don't be stupid. Uh, it's okay to be racial, and you're if you have a if you have a, if you have a, if you have a shop out there, it's okay to block certain races. No, that's no, no, no. I never said that. <laughs> Any problem on the train? Just hit that emergency button. He's cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. All right, Brian, where can we find you online if we want to see more of your awesome thoughts here? Yeah, at MyTN, and I've been um, I've been tweeting a lot about uh, the coronavirus, just little, um, you know, interesting, you know, articles that I come across. There was um, a, an interesting article. All of these are, are free online to read about, um, about the testing of it, and also there was uh, some autopsy findings on a, on a person who died from it. That's a um, pretty interesting read. I mean, a lot of these gets uh, very, very um, scientific in, in, in the scientific weeds, but um, but some of it is kind of just very interesting to just read about, um, you know, kind of some some kind of the misconceptions about the disease and that kind of thing. So check out at my TN if you want to see some of that. There you go, guys. All right, Brian, I'm sure I'll have you on again in the future for some other topic. Oh, yeah, another episode we did was great about your making your own house in Japan. Not making your own house, you know what I mean? Designing your house and having it built. Yeah. That was a cool episode as well. So I'll put a link in there uh, in the show notes page for that as well. But, the Brian, I'm sure we'll talk to you down the road. Have a good one. Stay safe out there. All right, man, you too. I really hope you enjoyed today's Inside Japan podcast. Dive deeper into our world and learn more about what awaits you. Check out altinsider.com. And for regular up-to-the-minute job postings, check into jobsinjapan.com for the next big gig. 
Please tune in for our regular excursions into the world of Japan and good luck. Gambate! Jokes in Japan. Don't go.